in this first session. What we want to do is to have an introduction to software engineering. And we want to be able to accomplish some session objectives. These session objectives include things like being able to describe why software is important, describe a few software myths, describe the concept of a process model, and we also want to discuss the qualities of good software. But we'll start first by defining what software engineering is. And we will come across that by looking at some other familiar computer science definitions. Well, we have a few more objectives that we want to accomplish in this session. Namely, we want to discuss the following software creation issues, reusability, portability, and interoperability. And we also want to compare and contrast software engineering roles. Now, I'm always encouraging students to ask questions so that they can become more intimate with the material so that they can become active learners. And one of the first questions that I want to ask is, what is engineering? Because we're talking about software engineering. So what comes to mind when you think of engineering? Maybe scientists in white suits or white lab coats with glasses and pocket protectors, who knows? But when we look at the definition of engineering, we see that it is the analysis, design, construction, verification, and management of technical or social entities. So engineering is seen as a precise science which makes use of analysis and the management of technical uh, things. We usually think about things like mechanical engineering, civil engineering, more so than social engineering, but that is engineering nonetheless. So the next question perhaps then is, what is software engineering? Software engineering had three things that we were going to pull up. We said it's gonna be the application of a systematic, discipline, quantifiable, those three things, systematic, discipline, and quantifiable, right? approach to the development, operation, and maintenance of software. So we're essentially applying engineering principles to the development, operation, and maintenance of software. It is also defined as the study of approaches used in that systematic discipline quantifiable approach. And that's where the research element comes in. Because once you have uh, engaged in developing something, and that something in this case is going to be software, we want to learn from it so that the next thing we have to produce software, we can go about it in a more efficient manner. So that process of improving things requires some type of 
study, some type of research documentation. Okay, so we know what software engineering is. We know what engineering is. So question, what is computer science? When you think of computer science, what do you think of? Well, computer science is a systematic study of computing systems and computation. It is really the body of knowledge resulting from this discipline, which contains theories for understanding and computing system methods. The body of knowledge resulting from this discipline contains theories for understanding computing systems and methods. It also contains design methodology, algorithm, and tools, methods of testing of concepts, methods of analysis and verification, and knowledge representation and implementation. So if you look here, you'll see a number of things, algorithm, testing of concepts, analysis and verification, knowledge representation, and these things that I've highlighted should perhaps jump out as subjects within your computer science or information technology degree. Okay, so some of them you may not recognize, like knowledge representation. What is knowledge representation? Well, this is actually a field in artificial intelligence. So there you go. This is our AI course. Another one. Um, let's look at design methodology. What is this design methodology? Well, it refers to the development of a system or method for a unique situation. Now, what I can mention is that uh, this term is most often applied to technological fields in reference to things like web design, software or information systems design, and it can employ things like top-down design or stepwise refinement, or even bottom-up design, or even object-oriented design, etc., etc. Some of the other things you may recognize, algorithm, this is our um, design analysis of algorithms course. So when you put a lot of the courses that you will be studying for your degree, you can see how they re relate to the whole concept of computer science. Information technology will be the application of uh, computer science to solving some business problems or improving um, the way how businesses operate. So that is computer science. And you can find more information about that via the link if you wanted to. So we know what engineering is. We know that software engineering is the application to, of engineering practices and principles, those being best practices to the development of software. We know what computer science is. What is computer software? Computer software 
most people are going to think, well, these are programs. Okay, fair enough, that's true. Uh, we can define it as the product that software engineers design and build, but what I want you to notice is that it includes more than just the executable program. It also includes electronic and hard copy documentation. It can also include test data, for example. Right, so any data associated with the program can be part of that software, whether it be in the form of numbers and text, pictorial, multimedia, multimedia files, you name it. So the next question that you may want to ask yourselves is, why do software engineering? Why are you here in this course? Yes, some people are here for the three credits because it is a required uh, course as part of the CS and IT degree programs. But let's look at it from a different perspective. One, it is a wonderful opportunity to get exposure to the dynamic field of software engineering. And oftentimes what will happen is if you're continuing in the field, the experiences that you will get here would, would live with you in your working environments, whether it be commercial or research. And remember, software engineering is all about life. So the skills that you get here are really going to be life skills. But there's another reason that you should take software engineering. It will widen your experience your understanding of computer science. And when you leave, you can have the possibility of uh, further postgraduate studies in the field. Oftentimes when you go to study, whether it be an MSc or MPhil, you will want to know uh, if you have done a course in software engineering. Uh, as such, this course will come in handy. Other than that, uh, you may have to audit a software engineering course. In particular, if your degree program is going to be software engineering related, maybe you're going to be doing something in mobile applications, uh, any of those types of fields. And then, of course, we all know the last reason, which is the fact that it is a required course for your major, and therefore, uh, you need it to get those three credits to come towards your major. Uh, but I'm curious to find out though, why, why are you here? Why did you decide to take this course? If it wasn't for one of those reasons that was listed before, why not write a short paragraph explaining why you decided to take the course and place it in the social forum, which is located on the course Moodle page. That would be an interesting activity. So, question, why is software important? Why do you think that software is important? Well, when you really think about it, where can you go to escape the impact or the interaction of software. 
software is virtually all around us. And we use software in all types of modern devices. And the truth of the matter is that we use software when it comes to scientific investigation and engineering problem solving, but also to make those key business decisions. And anything that can help to give you an advantage, whether it be um, first access to information that would allow you to make profits or to cut losses, it is going to be important. So because we can't escape software, it helps to establish it as something that is going to be really important. And really and truly, programmers are in high demand these days because there's a recognition of their skill sets and the important role that they can, can play in driving society forward. So if we look at certain industries, we'll see really and truly that we can't escape the influence of software. Whether we are looking in transportation, you'll find a key influence there as well. We now have self-driving cars. We had autopilot on planes for years. We use software even when um, we're traveling in space. Medical fields, telecommunication fields, even in gaming systems, well, PS5 is supposed to be out soon. And we can see um, the role of software there for <clears throat> entertainment, but also in office products. Printers, scanners, all-inclusive devices. And we can trace this all the way back down to fax machines. So what we're trying to get at is the fact that software is inescapable in the modern world. And as a result, it is a driver of new advances in everything from elementary education to genetic engineering. Let's ask ourselves another question. Why has software engineering become a discipline? Why do we study it? Remember the second definition spoke about um, research. The first one talked about the systematic discipline and quantifiable approach to the operation maintenance dot 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 of software. And the second definition talked about research in, in essence. So why do we need to research software engineering? Well, Truth is that things didn't always start out perfectly. In the early days, uh, applications were small and easy to create and test. And the problem was not so acute. But as computers became more powerful, faster processors, larger memories, more storage capacity, 
there was a demand for larger, more powerful applications, a sort of build it and they will come. But programming in those days weren't easy, wasn't easy, sorry. <laughs> and uh, when you were talking about programming and electrical computer, we were talking about something that was large, that made use of uh, either manual plugging out and pushing in of um, switches in order to get it to perform the task. Relatively difficult. In fact, uh, those of you who are doing computer systems architecture will know about the ENIAC and how large it was, the processing power that it had, which was relatively uh, small compared to a modern, let's say, cell phone. So, in programming these huge, bulky, slow, overheating machines, um, we came to a realization. That realization that was brought to the fore was that software was often delivered late. It was often over budget. It wasn't very reliable, and it was difficult to operate and maintain. So as the scope for the programs increased, people applied ad hoc informal approaches to the development of the software. And this was problematic. So software was often of low quality. It didn't meet the requirements. In some instances, it was never delivered and it was unmanageable to code and was difficult to maintain. This became known as the software crisis and it stemmed uh, as the, the starting point for a different approach that was required. So we needed to have something that was going to be, that was going to be reliable and cost effective. As with any entity carrying possible financial benefits, whether profit generating or loss limiting, software production essentially needed to be optimized. So typically we had a team of software specialists, each focusing on one part of the technology to be delivered to the client. And this was so as to help tackle the complexity issue. However, the scope was often large and because of all of the intricate details, recognition was made that a structured approach was required and some standard also needed to be maintained. Um, and this was to make sure that in the event of any staffing changes, continuity would not be severely affected. So the control, organization, and stability offered by this structured approach was meant to develop successful software. That is good software. 
So why did software engineering become a discipline? Well, we needed to answer some questions. And for the entire lecture, I've been asking you to, to think about um, those big questions, those basic fundamental questions, what, when, where. So the approach needed to answer a couple of questions. Well, we realized that software was delivered late. So why does it take so long to get software dessert? Um, finish. It was expensive and over budget. Why are the development costs so high? It was unreliable. Why can't we find all of the errors before the software uh, is released? And then from a management perspective, why is there difficulty in measuring progress as the software is developed? So the study of the approach of software engineering initially started out trying to find answers to these questions. And once we had those answers, we could then implement better processes to improve the, the development of software. Now there's a paper by F. Bauer, and uh, he's not the guy from 24. Who knows, maybe they're related. Um, but the paper is called Software and Software Engineering. And it discusses the software crisis and the solutions to that crisis. You can find this paper in the additional resources. So you have some additional reading down there that you can, you can look at. It will be useful to take a look at this paper. I'm actually recommending it as an activity and we can discuss it at some future date inside one of the forums. Let me warn you, um, it uses that old English style. So the paper uh, could be a difficult read. All right. So we'll make this a Moodle activity at some point in the future. So I'll, I'll stop here and pause to find out if you have any questions before moving on. 